Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Failing Better, the self-improvement comedy podcast with me, Johnny Pelham, and... Me, Sean McLaughlin... And together, we are Failing Better. That was good. Uh, yeah, it was bloody good, wasn't it, Johnny? It really was bloody good. I think that might be the most smooth one we've done yet. I think it's easy to forget quite how good they were at the beginning. That's true. That's I think true. we we went through a fallow period and then... <laughs> this is one of the podcasts I was actually meaning to talk to you about. Uh, probably should have saved it for off-air, but why not do it here? I think the way we do that every week is nice. We, <laughs> it feels but, like there's a book coming. But I think the fact that we always then basically review how that one has gone. Yeah. Do you think that's isolating ourselves from new listeners? Like if, a, a new listener listening to this go, what, what's going on here, do you think? I don't think so. I think it shows a first for improvement that people uh, wanting to sign up to a self-improvement podcast would be into. We want it, we're wow. determined to nail the failing better. And that is the ethos of this show. Constant improvement, constantly searching for more. We're like the British Olympic team in 2012 cycling. We just yeah. have to be the best. Yeah, I definitely I definitely get the uh, constantly searching for more bit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you, Johnny? I've stopped drinking since Monday. Today is Friday. Congratulations, Johnny. And I feel healthier. My brain is working better. I'm less funny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, amen, brother. What um, what's caused this? It was not like moment where I was like, I need to stop drinking. I just um, I sort of wanted to um stop drinking after my birthday. Yeah, mm-hmm. birthdays are quite good moments, aren't they? Where I sort of realised that I wasn't really achieving anything in my life and felt quite low about that. And then I was like, right, I'm going to sort myself out. But then Sophie got uh, it's my birthday, so and then Sophie got a doctorate from Bolton University, which right. is a mental story involving the Count of San Marino and the Duke of Sandringham. But I, Sophie's sworn me to secrecy about it, so I can't talk about it. What a bitch. But maybe... you be a real... <laughs> maybe we, you're maybe, being a real prick tease there. Maybe we do that on a Patreon episode. Maybe, once. yeah. Is that allowed? We'll get I Sophie think, back on the show and she can tell it. That's a good idea. It's what, a very, what could have possibly happened? What could have possibly happened? Basically, we went for a... a, 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 a <laughs> I, I knew it'd be easy to tease this for that. <laughs> that was... Yeah, that I, was way I, that too... That was, that was way too easy. That One is... tiny... <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk. Sophie specifically if said you, to me, if you... <laughs> driving back said, do not talk about this on the podcast. So, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. But yeah, All right. basically, 
Yeah, if you want to hear about the Count of San Marino, sign up to our Patreon. Tell us maybe, now. Maybe we just get something. Just tell us now. I'm not, I can't. You. I would have told you had you not reminded me how easy, how quickly I'd broken. Imagine me as a spy, like, tell us where the, where the weapons is. I'll never tell you. Oh, go <laughs> on, tell us. All right, well. <laughs> tell us where the weapons is. <laughs> how do you think you'd be as a spy, by the way? Long story, like, genuinely. I think... Um, I think if you are a spy, you're the most incredible covert operative I've ever met in my life. Well, I can neither confirm nor deny whether or not I am a spy. Isn't I know that, that you're not a spy, Johnny. I know oh, yeah, you're not a spy. Of course you think you know that. Johnny, you're not a spy. I'm Russian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're, what, you're saying you're a Russian spy? Yeah, I'm, ca- I'm ca- Count... Um, Vladov. <laughs> I'm Count Vladov. <laughs> You count Vladov. <laughs> yeah. So what? You're a member of of like the the old Russian royal family, like the Romanov yeah. dynasty. Um, yeah, yeah. Half vampire, half modern you're spy. A fucking idiot. You're such. <laughs> and what's your mission then, Count Vladov? <laughs> I can't tell you my mission. That's, that's literally the first thing they tell you at spy school. Never reveal your mission on a podcast. <laughs> That's the first lesson. What's the second lesson out of curiosity? The second lesson, because I'm a vampire, is never stand in front of a mirror in front of other people. They will discover you're a vampire dead quick. And is, just want to say, the panic in your eyes is, is giving me a lot of joy, so I'm going to squeeze more juice out of this lemon. Is Did you have to go to a specific spy academy due to the fact that you're half vampire? No, no, because it was... Um, I initially refused to... I try to keep it secret for years I try to keep it secret the problem was Sean I tried to keep it secret to the KGB they rumbled me day one so I was lying to them and then eventually they said look we're going to release it to all your friends that you're a vampire unless you are willing to help us do some really dodgy deals and so I just had to do it okay and you so that's, is, that, is that where our Patreon buddy's going is it yeah our Patreon's going to um, I, I don't understand can we just go back into this story <laughs> a little bit Sean, please Joe I'm pretty sure I don't understand either <laughs> But ask, ask away. Count Vladov is here to take your questions. So, right. <laughs> so you're you've been arrested and you've been arrested and you're being tortured by the KGB. No, no, no. I I signed up willingly to the uh, to the spy no, but, school. Yeah, but you said as a result of the KGB capturing you and saying they were going to expose you as a vampire. No, no, that because I was part of the school and then I was pretending to just be a spy. But you- and then. Yeah. Yeah, but you, so, but the so the school's second lesson was if you're a vampire, yeah. don't go out in the light. Was that yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by co- that's just total coincidence. That's the second lesson of the spy school. And you're sitting there going, "I'm a vampire. I'm not going to tell anyone, but that's good to know." Total quinky dink. Hundred percent quinky dink. That. And how many Russian spies use the phrase quinky dink? I cannot reveal that information. I cannot. That's the third lesson. And so, Do what was it? The let them know about how many of us use the word quinky dink. I fucking swear to God, man, you don't want this podcast to succeed. <laughs> you can talk. You're the one who knew this was shit and then started spending five minutes talking to him about it. Johnny! Count Johnny! Vladoff! Oi, He's Count Vladoff! Shut the fuck up, Count Vladoff! <laughs> okay, I'll, put, I'll put garlic on you. No! <laughs> now, let me, let me ask you this now. Yeah. Um, what was it that gave you away as a vampire to the KGB? Well... Something I should have said, in the in the second lesson where they taught us never to stand in front of a mirror, the room was made out of mirrors. <laughs> so, it was a real... I think, if anything, they might have been talking directly. To, I don't know if it was a general lesson or if they were talking to me. It sounds like they, it sounds they, like they had a plan in mind. They didn't say, yeah. Count Vladov, if you're a vampire, 
standing in front of the <laughs> I just took that one. That's a broad lesson, that. That's a broad lesson. Okay, okay. Well, we got we, we certainly have a lot to, to, lot to deal with on this uh, episode of the podcast. Uh, obviously, I'm a mouse who gambles, and uh, Johnny's a half-vampire Russian spy. This is the self-help podcast. Uh, if you're first time listening, all we ever talk about is self-help. Um, <laughs> and we just really appreciate all the five-star reviews. If anything, actually, some of our listeners have been a bit slack on the five-star reviews. I think we need a few few more of you need to fucking pull your finger out because we're giving you quality content. Yeah, and quite frankly, if you don't give us five-star, I'm going to come out to your house and kill you. <laughs> okay. I was in, I was in do you mean like oh, suck? No, you, do you mean like suck, you're gonna suck their blood? No, no, I only do that for pleasure, baby. When I'm when I'm working for the when I'm working for the KGB, I'm not allowed to be a vampire. I've just got to do. Stuff. I'm not allowed to be a vampire. I'm just, I've got to do like poisons and poisoning and that sort of stuff. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Wow, very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interesting. But at night time, I assume. At night time, I'm an absolute fiend. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, what do you yeah. do in the day? What I do in the day is I um, just listen to a podcast. <sighs> Lovely stuff. Yeah, I've actually yeah. been thinking that's actually a very good idea, isn't it, for a... Um, wouldn't that be a great opening to like a film or a TV show is the KGB or, or like, say, MI5 or something like that have captured a person and they're interrogating them and it turns out the person's a vampire. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't it? <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, I know we've, I know we've bought into this for 10 minutes. <laughs> it's good enough. It's, look, Johnny, if it's good enough for us, it's good, okay. enough for, it's good enough for Netflix. Great. Well, I think, and I don't say this lightly, this has been the worst start. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we can't... The thing I've learned about doing this podcast is sometimes I think, oh, this was a really good app, and I listen back to it, and it's fine. And sometimes I think, this is really shit, and it listen back to it, and it's fine. So I feel like maybe we just accept... Count Vlad off into our lives and crack on with the main meat. What do you think, Sean? It has been an absolute pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure, Count, to have you <laughs> on this podcast. And uh, I look for, forward to finding out more secrets about your long and I imagine storied tale as we go through our main book. What's our main book this week, Johnny? It is the subtle art of not giving a fuck. I don't think we've been that subtle about not giving a fuck so far. <laughs> Count Vladov, Count Vladov. Um, thank you so much for listening, everyone, genuinely. And uh, thank you for... Um, thank you to the Patreons. We have a few new Patreons this week. We do. Um, it's really fun on there. People keep putting comments and stuff. Um, yeah, we're really... Um, it's really nice. It's genuinely really nice for me. Uh, uh, it must be... I don't know if, if vampires feel the same sort of sense of joy as, as humans, but um, I'm enjoying it. We are... We love... Patreons, and we love uh, the idea of a patron, and we're very happy. I was going to say me and Count Vladov, but I guess I am Count Vladov. Yeah, it's hard to tell where you end and Count Vladov begins. Such is your commitment to this bizarre role that you've willingly walked into for this episode. How did we get here? Do you have any idea how we how Count Vladov came into existence? <laughs> I can't think of any way that it began. It must have been me. I'm well, so it was ten minutes ago, so I'm we can so just find out. It's all, it's all on record. Yeah, no, I can't remember how. How did a Russian KGB vampire come into being? I don't know. The, the um, imagination truly is infinite. It's, it is. I would say ours is unfortunately quite finite, though, wouldn't you? I'd say yeah. I, I wouldn't say that an infinite imagination is our biggest problem. No. Um, anyway, 
do sign up to the Patreon. Um, Patreon.com slash failing better. Extra content every week. Thank you so much for the people who've done it. And we've soon you'll be able to watch us eat a bloody roast dinner. Uh, though I've just realised that might be a reference to a part of this recording that will definitely be cut out. <laughs> so <laughs> see you after the break. Goodbye. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So, Sean, the book we are reading today is called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson, a counterintuitive approach to living a good life. My first question for you is how do you feel about books that swear at you? Or swear in, you know what I mean? Like, I find them quite irritating. <laughs> what, swearing in the title? It feels like that's very in vogue. I, it like, feels very gimmicky to me. Like, you need to sort your shit out. It's like, all right, book, stop, stop swearing at me. I feel like that's a sort of, it's, it feels like it's a very sort of memeable sort of post-internet thing. Like, a, a guide to sewing used to just be like, the, you know, it used to be like, the ladybird guide to sewing and sewing machines. And now it's called... How to fucking sew and make your own fucking clothes. Yeah, and it's- sew, you fucking unt. <laughs> and it's like, why why are you yelling at me, Buck? I'm yeah, trying like- to buy you. I'm, I'm spending £10 on you. Stop calling me a dick. I hate yeah. it. I hate books that swear. Um, I'm not like a prude. Like I, I'm, I'm a big fan of swearing in general. I just don't. I think humans should swear and books should be your loyal servants. I agree with that. I agree with that. Can I just say, Johnny, I know this is, again isn't good for the audio, but you, I think you've moved your camera because I can only really see the top, the top of your head. I'm here off for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
See, See if I was if, if we were to turning that into a book, we'd be like, "How to fucking put your camera the right fucking way on you, a podcast?" You fucking nonce. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you come out, you nonce. You that's what. That's what. That's what we go. Yeah, the, the failing better guide to doing a podcast would. It wouldn't be called "How to Be a Podcaster." It'd be called. You dirty pedo. Buy it. How to be a pedo. <laughs> on, on a... <laughs> no, just... How to be a pedo. <laughs> Have you read that new book about podcasting? It's called How to be a pedo. <laughs> oh, that would be... That would be... It, mean, it would be morally abhorrent. But it would be quite funny if there was a guide to how to be a pedo. <laughs> Pedophilia for dummies. <laughs> God, <laughs> have we got him already? No, 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 it wouldn't be that. Uh, that'd be that'd be the only thing where they wouldn't have like a sweary, ironic title. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. they me, couldn't. Yeah, I mean, 12 steps. We, we have to play this very straight. Yeah, yeah. 12 steps to being a successful bean of I always thought, um, this is a joke that never worked. I understand why it never worked. But there was a, there was a, uh, a parliamentary, like, um, group in, like, the 80s who wanted to... Um, uh, get abolish the age of consent, and mm. I always thought it's quite funny how confident they were that they could democratically <laughs> bring people. Like my, the idea of the joke was, I wish I had that level of self confidence to think mm. that I could convince the world that, um, yeah, we should be paedophiles. Clear why it didn't work to me. Now that I'm telling it to you on this podcast. No, I no, I I um, let's workshop it. Um, <laughs> because I, the bit was, I'm not very confident. I'd love more confidence. And then I was trying to think of like examples of people who are just insanely confident. Mm. And I think trying to bring about legalizing paedophilia through democratic means feels like you've got to really believe in yourself as a public speaker. Yeah, yeah. I, I, th- I mean, that is really taking the the long route, isn't it? Like it, yeah. uh, in my head, in, in my head, in my head, <laughs> in my head. No, in my, it, it, no, but seriously, in my head, uh, <laughs> it would be easier to just form an army and take over the government and install a fascist dictatorship. And Definitely. then the first thing you do is, oh yeah, there's no age of consent. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Rather than being like, look, I can win the, I can win the round. <laughs> Slowly change the public <laughs> yeah. mind over decades. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, that joke never worked, and you can see why. I really <laughs> believed in that joke. Like, I'm saying it now, because I sort of, I no longer believe in the joke because it's so riddled with failure. But mm. I remember thinking, that's such a funny idea, and then trying it at, like, seven or eight open mic gigs, and each one of them just being a fucking disaster. Oh, speaking of which, didn't you do your first gig in, like, seven years uh, last week? No, I'm doing it on Tuesday. Oh, all right. Cool, cool, cool. I don't know what <laughs> I'm going to... I don't really have any, any jokes other than I, I got into a drug dealer's car. Got into a drug dealer's car, and uh, we the age of consent is okay. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> it. I think that's. I tell you what, that's an hour. After, that after wandering away from that, uh, my neighbour's car trying to do a drug deal, I thought, isn't it good? The age of consent is sixteen. <laughs> good night, everyone. <laughs> I don't think that would be jarring to an audience in the slightest. It is weird how some countries have very low. Like, is it? Japan or something. Why are we going down this rabbit? Honestly, mate, I, what is up with you today? <laughs> oh, Count Vlad. I think you need to get back on the source. Cause you I know quit- what you mean. I was thinking, I think I'm, I'm too... I'm just a fucking mon. I was thinking... I'm <laughs> you're how- not, the thing is, you're not a moron, but you, you, are, you do act like one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm profoundly stupid. 
Any, mm. If you're profoundly stupid, then join our Patreon, where there's a support group for people who are profoundly stupid. Yeah, if you're thick, you might be thick enough to sign up to our Patreon. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, no, thank you very much. Uh, right, let's talk about this book then, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Not giving a fuck, mate. I don't uh, like that. What, just, can't you just call it like how to how to do a thing? How to I, be I, how to be better? I couldn't agree more. That's why I've I've never actually I've seen this. It's it's been very popular this book. And as a peruser of the self help Isle of Waterstones, I've seen it a lot. And I've never actually bought it because I find it too annoying. But mm. it is quite an interesting book. So let's crack on. The, the number one step is find something meaningful to care about. Because he says, what's what, I mean, what's the, what's the ethos of the book? I suppose. I suppose that's the main thing we should. Is, is it just about le- letting go of anxieties and stuff? What is the main ethos of the book? I guess that is a question I haven't really prepared for. <laughs> so let me just work it out. I'm very sorry to have asked that in that case. Uh, I think the ethos of the book is basically that in a world where you've got infinite choice and like you can information and you can do loads of things, you've got to find very specifically what you care about and do that. Mm. Um, and... and and it's sort of got quite a lot of stoicism in it in that it talks about how life is difficult and challenging, but that's why you should you should focus on something you like because you're going to spend most of your time solving problems as opposed to living on a yacht with a supermodel. Does that make sense? Mm, mm. So, so I guess the idea is like... Um, so one of his key things is um, rather than asking ourselves what we want, we should therefore ask ourselves what we're willing to struggle for. Oh. Um, and happiness comes from solving problems rather than the final destination. So rather than being like, I want to be... Um, now, is that a reference to the film Final Destination? Is he yes. saying solving problems is, is more rewarding than watching, the fi- watching Final Destination? Well, he's quite clear about this. He says that solving problems is more... Um, is, is ha- is more you're happier doing that than you are watching Final Destinations 2 through to 6. But Final Destination 1 is, is more fun than uh, solving problems. Oh, really? Genuinely? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. That's what, that, I mean, look, I, I admire his, his honesty. A lot of the book is quite a long, detailed um, sort of review of how much he loves Final Destination 1, though. <laughs> what, which, what, what is what happens in Final Destination 1? Is that the one with the plane? Is that the plane? Uh, honest answer, Sean. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. <laughs> Why Absolutely. did I think he I, would? I, I think it might be the one from the plane because it's the one where at the end they're all sat on the air. I'm back to where the ending, and then I can't remember. Can is that remember? the one? Where, yeah, I've never seen it, but I think I've, <laughs> I think it is famous though. Because Final Destination, they're all in a airport at the end, and then what? A plane crashes into them. I think something they, like that. Yeah, a plane crashes into them. Yeah. Um, then, then the vampire runs off. <laughs> Part of the failing better. It's part of the failing better cinematic universe. Yeah, with a banner that says, "Please subscribe to Failing Better." I mean, you know they do have product placement in these big Hollywood films. How much do you reckon that we'd have to pay to get just a vampire in the background of a big film with a banner saying "Subscribe to Failing Better"? But do the audience know he's a half vampire? Do the audience know he's a half vampire? Well, I like, guess how we... do we give them that information? Oh, that's true. Unless he's, a, unless he's an actual character in it. Well, I suppose he's also a Russian. He's a Russian half vampire <laughs> who's a KGB spy, and he's got a podcast. It's a lot to give away because it's <laughs> a lot of exposition, isn't it? Well, I would say, I mean, look, I think if we really paid top dollar, we could get someone like Scarlett Johansson to just look, look at, at 
him and go, wow, look, that half vampire <laughs> is a Russian spy and seems to be advertising a podcast. But that would be, I think, beyond our budget. Do you think? I, I, mean, I, I, I get. I guess, how many patrons we get. I mean, if that if we can start getting a fit more patron money, we can we can certainly send a letter to Scarlett Johansson's representative. I don't know. No, I think we'd have to go to the, direct to the studio for this. You know, I can. She might wing it, and we get it in the end. <laughs> do you think? I think oh, yeah, Scarlett yeah, Johansson yeah. can be like, look, I want to do a few. I don't think we've quite nailed this scene. I want to spitball it. See what I'm coming at. She might, in the middle of a movie, say, God, look at that half vampire KGB person on podcast. And the director went, that's staying in. Uh, that, yeah, that, yeah. that was the meat of this. Pride the and Prejudice is- has never been quite <laughs> as impressive as when Scarlett Johansson introduced the half Russian vampire. I would say the, the problem with that you have to we have to work backwards though it isn't just that she says that because actors are allowed to ad lib and sometimes the ad libs get in the film and that is a great ad lib for any <laughs> film, for any film <laughs> we're all in agreement <laughs> i think the issue would be more you're saying it's pride and prejudice yeah yeah, yeah. i'd I'm say the cost so. i'd say the director would have to also be on the payroll because they probably at some point noticed that in the background <laughs> there's a character dressed like we'd have to go through a lot more hoops like that Whereas yeah. if we went direct to the studio, the studio basically says to films, look, you've, you've got to have a can of Coke in this scene because Coke are paying us yeah, yeah, however yeah. much. So basically they'd say you have to have a, you have to have a Russian half-vampire KGB person who's By undercover. Yeah. So it's actually a very subtle challenge. Yeah, but the key, to- thing, the key thing is he's got... <laughs> he's got a banner saying, subscribe to the Failing Better podcast. And what a lot of it is, almost every bit of Finding Purges would have to happen at night. So, like, when Mr. Darcy gets out of the, the pond, it'll just have to be pitch black. Maybe it'll have to be pitch black, which is going to make it even more challenging to see Vlad and the banner. <laughs> we'll so, have we'd, ha- we'd have to build in a plot element, like, the moon is very bright tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's doable, though. If we get enough Patreons, I think it's very doable. It's an achievable goal. Look, if you, Patreons, if you want to be part of history, then you've just got to go to patreon.com slash failingbetter. Starts from just £3 a month. And that's now one of the tiers, I think. We we we, we or we need to um that's one of the benefits. Because normally it's like you get extra content yeah, or you yeah, get yeah. like discounts on tickets or you get extra stuff. But now, as soon as you dedicate you go, you are part of the movement to get <laughs> Vlad the KGB vampire to advertise the podcast in, in in an upcoming adaptation of Pride and Prejudice. I mean I, I the more I talk about it, the more I think we have to try and that has to be the end goal of this pod. All right, the, all right, the sad thing is if that if we achieve that, the podcast instantly gets taken down everywhere, and we have it, to say like, never. As happen. soon as we achieve that, because every that, episode is deleted for good. Me and Johnny both just kill ourselves. Yeah, we die. We blow up we, instantly. We blow, we blow, <laughs> because imagine what that would create such an internet sensation, and mm. everyone try to work out what failing better was because mm. there's no trace of it. Mm. Mm. Oh my mm. god. This is the best idea I've ever had in my life. And we we'd end up being a conspiracy theory. Like they'd have all the, you know, those those meetings about like flat earthers and whether birds are real and stuff like that. <laughs> There'd be one about the fail the failing better conspiracy. Yeah, and and people would be like, was Johnny Pollard and Sean McLaughlin actually KGB spies? Were they half vampires? People were like Johnny Pollard and Sean McLaughlin. Where are you even getting those names from? They're yeah, not- yeah, 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 yeah. God, this could be. Would there be a Netflix doc on us? Oh, for sure. I'm excited. So what we need, how much do you think we need? I, I think it's say, the best thing that could ever happen to our career, really. Hugely. I would say we probably yeah. need 
50 million pounds <laughs> how much do you mean we need all right here's here's how much i think we need i think we need enough to bankroll <laughs> an adaptation of pride and prejudice on our own and somehow get scarlett johansson involved i, I, I think I, that's that's the only way this is doable i mean i think as soon as any other investor any other person comes in that's the first thing they're going to look at and go, well, that's a red line for me. Is <laughs> I have to have that scene out. The KGB vampire. It's going, to be, it's going to be difficult to convince them of the artistic merit of that. But this is a true grassroots movement. We're not, you know, we're not beholden to oil barons or the yeah. people mooning the media. Yeah, we those fat cat, exe- fat cat executives smoking their cigars, saying, ah, make another Morbius, make yeah. another Spider-Man. We're trying to give something real. To the, yeah, we're, to trying the to bring, we're, we're trying to give, get cinema back. Absolutely. Because also the film, well, you won't be able to see it on streaming websites or on YouTube or anything like that. It's going to play in cinemas across the world for one day, and then every copy is deleted. And it's, yeah, at one time on one day at noon on the day of its release, it'll air everywhere. Fucking so, everywhere. So Scarlett Johansson's in it, and who plays? Is it Mr. Darcy? Isn't it? Mr. Darcy. Bridges? Who plays uh, Mr. Darcy? Right. This we can disagree on this. Just a consideration. Me, I'm Mr. Darcy. <laughs> Okay, you've got my attention, Johnny. You've got my attention. <laughs> because, and um, I think if I had to play the role, I'd get a hot bod. I'd, I'd really work out to make, make, make my bod very hot. Okay, okay. But then who play? But you're also playing Vlad. <laughs> That's a good point. I think- so it's going to be very surreal when your hot, <laughs> your hot bod climbs out of the midnight lake. You're right, the problem and then you look it, over it, and it there's you. And you're there advertising a podcast. And Scarlett Johansson turns and goes, it looks like that KGB, KGB person is advertising a podcast. And then it pans back to the same actor going, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I think there's no when I'm playing the, Mr. Darcy, I just don't reference Vlad, and then there's a there's a question mark: Is Vlad, is it this a mental illness, Pride and Prejudice, and Vlad resides solely in Scarlett Johansson's mind as a sort of warning about the KGB and the interference of Russia in our in American democracy? Well, there we go, and that's how we make it relevant to modern audiences. Yeah, it's like the Elvis maybe. film. Have you seen the Elvis film? No, no they no. put in loads of sort of modern music and modern twists to make it to make modern audiences sort of get a sense of how Can it I is. Ask what a modern twist is? Um, <laughs> it's like a lo- twist. It's suddenly, suddenly, Elvis is on TikTok. <laughs> Elvis is blown up on TikTok. Yeah, Elvis. <laughs> Elvis is doing the keto diet. <laughs> no, um, they they play like hip hop and stuff in it. Oh man! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and basically, that's our version of it. Is yeah. in Pride and Prejudice, Mister Darcy looks over and sees a character from the KGB advertising a podcast. Now, I suppose the next question would be, how closely aligned to the KGB do we want failing better to be moving forward? <laughs> that's a good question. Because, because I, I wouldn't say that relationships between Russia and the rest of the world are that hot at the moment. I hear what you're saying, Sean. It's a good point. It's a valid point. It's a point I've not particularly considered in enough mm. detail. Points. What I'd say is, do we, we need a bridge between the Western world and the Russian world. And I believe there's no better bridge than the bridge of podcasting. You read my mind, Johnny. Yeah. 
So I think from now on, this podcast's sole aim <laughs> is to oust Putin. Yeah, Putin's got to go. He's a, he's, a, he's a monster. Great. So anyway, back to the self-help book. Um, what's the first tip? The first tip is uh, never do... A Pride and Prejudice remake involving a vampire. But oh, what I say to that guy is he can go fuck himself. This fucking it's... book, man. I'm sick of this book. <laughs> Honestly, I'm sick of this book. I don't believe in it. Well, um, the problem too is there's no such thing as a personal problem. Tell that to someone trying to get a vampire into Pride and Prejudice, <laughs> mate. <laughs> <laughs> he's all I got his personal problems. I'm literally, my, my wife's left me over this. <laughs> he literally says, the chances are that millions of other people have it, have the exact same problem as you. Do they? Do they, Mark? You fucking idiot. Do no they? He's got problems. Where is Mark? What's his name? I'm going to tweet him right now from the Failing Better thing. Mark Manson. Mark Manson. I'm going, I, I'm, follow us on Failing Pod at Twitter and you will see us. You will see us tweeting Mark Manson going, hey, Mark, you say there's no such thing as a personal problem. Here's one of mine. If you can find literally one other person with this problem, I'll buy every copy of your book. Are you doing it now? Or are you going to do it afterwards? I probably shouldn't do it on, on air. All right, let's do it afterwards. I'll retweet yeah. it. I don't know if I want to retweet it. It feels too niche. <laughs> a lot of times, I think one of the things I think a lot about this pod is how much do I stand behind this pod? <laughs> and the answer is often quite adjacently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's no such thing as a personal problem. New technologies give us a sense of... By the way, this is your, if you're, this is your first time <laughs> listening to the pod. <laughs> I just... I don't even know what you... Uh, this is my 22nd time hosting the pod, and even I have no idea what the fuck is going on. <laughs> this is the weirdest episode yet. Yeah, yeah. But also, maybe... I do sometimes wonder if I feel like... We often get messages from people of this pod, and I think they like it when it's weird. So maybe tell us if this one was too weird. How's... <laughs> Has the half Russian KGB vampire put you off feeling better? Has it indeed made you want it more? Well, I don't know how much more of it we can give, but uh, anyway, carry on. Let's let's do uh, let's do uh, a few more minutes on, on on a bit of self help. New technologies give us a sense of entitlement. This leads us to believe that exceptionalism is the new normal, which makes us feel inadequate and leads us to compromise compensate through entitlement. So basically, what he's saying is. Uh, the rare few who become exceptional do so not because they believe they're exceptional, but because they're obsessed with improvement. By accepting we can't all be exceptional, we can focus on the simple things that truly matter. What do you think about that, Mr. McLaughlin? Well, as a very exceptional individual, <laughs> it's hard How do you think me- you got there? Do you think you got there through uh, being obsessed with improvement or from being I- naturally I- exceptional? I think, I, I think I'm naturally exceptional. Do you? And I and as such, I find very little joy in the simple things. You know, freshly what? loaf, freshly baked bread. Um, you know, what do the, you find the first r- the first rain of a winter's morn? Leave it out. I am an exceptional person, so I get joy from bigger things. Launching into space, carving my face into Mount Rushmore. Have you? Do you think anyone's done that? Gone up there and done a tiny little face. <laughs> That no one can see. Well, I do that. I do. I that. definitely do that. There's no way if I was up there and I'd. Achieve would you do? Would you do your face? Definitely. Who would you do? Nixon. <laughs> Nixon. <laughs> I just carved Nick. Point. I just carved Nick. Carved Richard Nixon's face in, and I and I just go innocent. He was innocent. <laughs> 
What a gate. Fuck off. What about um, Trump would be fun? But I guess following Trump, he's too popular now, so it actually would be a terrible decision. It's weird that, isn't it, Ralph? I think Mount Rushmore might be the weirdest of the major worldwide tourist attractions. And say more about that, because I don't really have an opinion on it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> No, I just meant what you throw me under the bus there, Johnny. Well, I mean, I was interested. I'm intrigued. I want to know more about why. You see, think... that's that's the angle I would have appreciated more than got nothing to say about that. Keep no, no, talking. but I meant that. I meant I've never thought about that interesting idea before. Keep well, nor have I. Nor have I really. I, I suppose if I think about it, um... <laughs> nothing can sum this podcast up. <laughs> I've never thought about it. Paul's <laughs> initial statements followed by yeah, no, for my Guys, you've got to keep these five-star reviews coming in on Apple Podcasts. We need think, to get back on the charts. I think lasagna is a piece of shit meal and just doesn't deserve to be called pasta. And tell me more about that. <laughs> Does lasagna count as pasta? I think it's its own thing now. No, lasagna is pasta. I don't know if it's pasta, man. What are you calling it, then? Well, it's lasagna. I think it's its own dish. I think it's its own thing. What is Sean? You can convince me of many things, Sean. You can never convince me that lasagna isn't pasta. I, I think would, lasagna I would rather is like... Die. I would rather <laughs> die than compromise on my lasagna is pasta belief. KGB secret agent found dead of cyanide. <laughs> he said, I will never accept that pasta does not include lasagna. His suicide note described as ramblings about lasagna. <laughs> Shocked his wife and children. Who wish they'd been talked about more prominently. No, listen, listen, listen to me. Listen to me, mate. I think lasagna was a pasta. <laughs> and I think it has now become such its own thing that it's it's like it's like Frasier. You know Frasier, the sitcom? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Frasier was a spin-off of Cheers, and everyone was like, oh, it's just it's like Cheers, but it's not. But then Frasier is so its own thing. You go, I actually don't think this counts as a spin-off anymore. I think this is like its own ecosystem and i would say that lasagna is its own thing that's very interesting sean what what a blow it would be i think what who i'm concerned about is the pasta family and how what a blow it would be to them to lose lasagna because that's a key obviously they've got a lot of good stuff ravioli tagliatelle you don't need me to go through every pasta but i think lasagna can you go through a few more though um those little uh shell ones um uh spaghetti um you know, you know, don't, don't need to go through more. Have <laughs> you got just a couple more? I'd really like to like to hear you go through a couple more, Johnny. Um, uh, they've got uh, Bellatoni, they've got uh, Scudamento, they've got. Uh, I think you might be making some of these up. <laughs> what are you talking about? They've got uh, uh, Francesco Totti, they've got, uh, you know, Cannavaro, they've got uh, Matarazzi, they've got Lawrence Insigni. Yeah, 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 yeah. Daniel yeah. Buffon. Yeah, all the pastas. They'd be all devastating if they lost lasagna as an ally. Well, I think it's an ally. I don't think it's an enemy, is it? It's like saying to me, if you said to me, if the roast, roast dinner lost Yorkshire puddings, that'd, that'd, that'd be a death nail to the, to the, to the roast. So like, that's what you're doing to pasta, essentially. You're taking one of its core, you're ripping out, no, you're adopting... I'm not. You're I'm not and you fuck, a family, you, Sean. You know I'm not doing that. Family. No, you know I'm not doing that. Because let me let me tell you this. When was the last time you bought a roast? When was the last time you just bought a a, a, a Yorkshire pudding? Just on its own. 
You just went to a place and went, oh, I fancy just a Yorkshire pudding. Uh, Everyone knows that. Uh, and also, un- that's not un- how pasta Unluckily for you, Sean, I did it yesterday. And for the last week, I'm exclusively at Yorkshire pudding. Oh, yeah, I forgot you're a dirty northern shit. I'm from Yorkshire and I love our pudding, <laughs> even though they're savoury. Figure that one out. We were contradiction. <laughs> it's just It's just getting increasingly harder... For us to, to ask for money for this. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I yeah. think there might be a sea of people withdrawing their money on the grounds it's gone to our head. <laughs> I gave you £3 a month. You've become insane. <laughs> three pound a month. I gave you £3 a month for extra content from Failing Better. I'm very disappointed to see that all the money has been funneled into this bizarre vanity project where Johnny plays two characters in a pride and prejudice... Adaptation. What? Who are you in it, Sean? What I like about the adaptation as well, by the way, <laughs> well, here's what I like. We need, to, we need to sort of circle back to a few loose threads conversation. What I like about it <laughs> is we've put 50 million of Patreon money into a project to advertise the podcast, even though the fundamental contradiction is if we're getting to the point where we can pay for it, the podcast doesn't need advertising. But the thing is, Sean, I'm not in it for the money. I'm in it for the legend. I'm in it for people going, what was failing better? And there'll be rumours about it. There'll be murmurs. You know, people over pints will talk about it and go, did you ever hear about failing better? And, and they'll be like, shh, shh, you're not allowed to talk about that. You're the not. government banned it. Yeah. The same way they banned the age of consent. <laughs> that, and we should clip that. <laughs> clip that? Do you mean cut it or clip it? No, clip it and then put it on the socials. You're saying, because, you know, it'd be really creepy. Oh, what, the bit I just said? Yeah, out of context, sound like a weirdo. In context, sound like a family more <laughs> You know, you know that some um, some podcasts have like an out of context. They go, out of context, <laughs> this. And it's just like someone saying a weird thing. We don't need one of those. Because <laughs> literally, in the, context. the whole thing, even in context, is borderline incomprehensible. <laughs> So more to the point, Sean, who would you... I've sort of sacked off the book. I actually enjoy... No, no, no. No, no. Who, who are you going to be in um, in Pride and Pleasures? Pride and Pleasures. we do this I've not read it, week. I don't think. All I know is Mr. Darcy. That's the only one I I read... Um, oh, I read it is years Olivia, ago. Who's Bennett? Is that in a different... That's in... Is that... I don't know either. I've got um, a copy. I always... I, I, I never finished it. I started reading it a few years ago. Which, so, someone uh, I was trying to impress. Who It's one of the sisters. Jane Austen, wasn't it? It might have been Jane Austen. That rings a bell. Um, does it ring a bell, does it? This is our passion project. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've, we've, we're, we don't see in whole stories. We see in scenes. And the scene I'm seeing, Mr. Darcy coming out of the water, naked, looking hot. Is that John? Yes, it is. Uh, looking over to the Is vampire. that in the script? So we're going, is that John? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you go, yes, it is. <laughs> John Darcy. <laughs> Jonathan <laughs> Pelham Darcy. <laughs> well, so, um, yeah, it's exciting. I've enjoyed this part. This has been my favourite episode to record. Has the quality been good? Possibly. Look, I think it's been a great app. Um, listeners... Um, have we done enough time, by the way? Because I've sort of sacked off. I don't know how long we've done. Paul, well, let's, long- let's do... A, how long have we done, Paul? Uh, we're on oh god it's difficult to say we're on 56 minutes all together but we stopped for about 5 minutes to do an email (laughs) 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 
Just keep those five star reviews coming, <laughs> listeners. You've got to help out this pod. You've got. Come on. We offer something no other comedy podcast does. Oh, that's very funny. Um, um, I really want. I really want to know about the subtle art of not giving a fuck because right. I give a fuck. Yeah. All right. I give we- a fuck, and I want to not do so. But I don't want to. I want to not do so in a subtle way. Yeah. Well, it's per- this is literally the perfect book for you, then, Sean McLaughlin. Great. Um, Hit me. Well, I. The next thing is, it's called the self-awareness onion. <laughs> God, this is not. It's part of the pun, but this will end in tears. <laughs> do you like this that one? Is, I loved it. It was very clever, very quick, and really reminded me of what we can do when we focus our minds and focus on the text. Um, the, it, the self-awareness onion is a truly terrible phrase. I agree. But what he's saying is, the first layer of the onion, the self-awareness onion, throw that on the barbecue... <laughs> What are you having today? Or just a self-awareness burger? Um, is understanding... Sorry, I've gone dark again. <laughs> I've gone dark. I didn't see. Sean's gone dark. All right, <laughs> I'm back. Do you want to hear why you keep going dark? No idea. It feels like um, every time we talk about the text, you go dark. It's like you're... It's like you were like, look, we've not talked about Vlad the Vampire. I do not want to talk about the self-awareness onion. Talk about the self-awareness onion. Can vampires eat onions? It's just garlic they can't eat, isn't it? Yeah, but garlic's one in the family of onion, isn't it? That's what I'm thinking. It'd be weirdly specific if it was only garlic. Well, that's... I wonder, do you think... But is garlic the lasagna of the <laughs> onion? Because <laughs> I've never... But do vampires eat normal food? Because otherwise, if they can't eat garlic, that's a key herb they're missing out on. And now we're saying maybe onions. They're diets. Herb? Is garlic a herb? Well, it's a sort of... I mean, it's a flavoursome... It's a key. It's a key. Uh, uh, certainly, it's a key uh, it's ingredient. A, it's a delight. That's what it is. I, 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 I'll have. I'll often just eat a clove or two of garlic, just, just as a snack. I, I used to eat that, but then uh, obviously, due to me being a vampire, it had sort of terrible effects on me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> now it's a once a year deal. Yeah. I don't know if vampires eat food. I mean, I, I guess they probably, um, they probably do. It doesn't. I mean, they need to drink blood, though, don't they? That's their food. Yeah. But then do they... So would they... It's an interesting question that I have no answers for. If you Mm. think that vampires like food, then tell... I guess they'd like a a really bloody steak, maybe. Oh, they'd love that. They would love that. They'd love a a bloody steak. They go in and go, how would you like your steak? And they go, like it is now. Don't cook it. Don't cook it. Also, (laughs) also human. (laughs) Yeah. Also, can you... Can you just cut a bit out of your side, please? I'll eat that. Hmm. Um, you ever read any vampire literature, by the way, Johnny? Given we've <laughs> talked about this so um, literature, yeah, vampires from literature. I know. Have you, I have. Dra- have you ever read Dracula? I haven't. No, is it good? It's really spooky. Is it spooky? Yeah. I don't think I've ever read a spooky book. How do books make you feel? Because obviously, with films and stuff, it's all about the lighting and the music and blah blah blah. Mm. And is it going to pop out? How do they do that in books? I always, um, I always make sure that I have scary music playing. <laughs> That's, I really like that. So I play just the Jaws theme over and over again. I'll read, I'll read, I'll read Frankenstein. Will you do the Jaws theme again there, Johnny? Sorry, we do the Jaws theme. <laughs> Is that Jaws? I'm pretty sure that's the blind date theme tune. <laughs> it's like... Is it not? No, it's the opposite of that. What is it it's then? You da-da, da-da, da-da. 
Whereas you're going, You are doing the blind date theme tune. Well, I was always in a terrible film of blind dates, so it makes sense to me. Well, yet another great pod to add to our collection. I've got to number five, which I think feels very key to us. Uh, he talked about the importance of failure, rejection, and death. <laughs> God, where do you start? Where do you start? Any any improvement is underpinned by thousands of tiny failures. Do you think <laughs> so? Said, well, that's what he says. I'm not. I've not got, got any skin in this game. Well, what, what was the last thing that you actually? I don't want to ask that question because I know the answer. <laughs> what's the last thing you failed at? And I know what the answer is. It's ongoing, unfortunately. Um, what's? I mean, I guess that's that's the truth, though, isn't it? I think so, but what he's saying is, uh, it's these failures, this growth that ultimately brings us happiness, and not our material achievements. Hmm. Do you think that's true? Do you think that this podcast brings you happiness? Do you think you'll be happier when we get the uh, Pride and Prejudice uh, off the ground and it's in the cinemas? Do you think that will feel happier than the process of getting there, which is obviously us building our fan base through fantastic podcasting? It is, it is that it is that classic thing, isn't it? You know, is it the journey or the destination? You know, is is the is the struggle what makes life? I have no idea. I mean, if this podcast got very, very successful, which it will, I can't imagine. I, I don't know if of... I'd look back on this episode and think, "Oh, I missed that." <laughs> Do you not think? I think when we're bigger than Joe Rogan, we will have to tell because obviously we'll get cancelled for stuff like this. You can't go around talking about you know, the KGB, we're going to have to really censor ourselves. So this is when you see the podcast truly at its most free and most real, I think. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's true. Yeah, I when guess we're that... millionaires, we've got a mansion, you know, we're living on a yacht. Will we just miss the days we could just... Why would we have a the... mansion if we're living on a yacht? Because we, we're, we're billionaires. Oh, do, you wow. think, do you think billionaires only have one yacht? Well, I better no, I... get my massive yacht. No, they're like, oh, I'm off to my mansion in, you know... Zimbabwe. <laughs> so genuinely the first place you could think of was Zimbabwe. Yeah. Yo, I'm off to Zimbabwe on my yacht. <laughs> Where would you go if you had a billion pounds? Where would your first house be? Where would my first house be? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Probably um, probably Zimbabwe, actually, come to think about it. Just me and you with massive... <laughs> it would feel morally abhorrent, given their levels of sort of economic struggle, to just have, on a hill... On two hills, two massive failing back. What have they done? What have they done to earn such a big house here in Zimbabwe? Yeah, what have yeah. they done? I'd do a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's really it's, weird. It's, it's probably not for you. That should be that should be our catchphrase. Failing better. It's probably not for you. God almighty. It's, uh, but it's both the home of witty banter and probably not for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I've learned a lot this episode. Have you? <laughs> me too. Me too. I've really enjoyed it. Um, hey, listeners, genuinely, if this is your first time listening, if they aren't all this weird. This is this, has this been is particularly odd. This has been really. A lot of them are actually quite structured and like a normal podcast, but sometimes we just. Um, I guess we're just jamming. This is like our kid A. Yeah, like yeah. A, you know, like when Radiohead released that release, Kid A, and uh, people go, "What is this?" But maybe yeah. we're helping direct podcasts into a new direction. I think so. A lot of pod- people, podcast hosts, feel that podcast is a science. We believe podcast is like jazz. It's free form, baby. It's just all over the place. Yeah, it's all about the um, it's all about the jokes that we don't tell. 
Yeah, and there's a lot of them. <laughs> a, unfortunately, there's a lot of them. Yeah. But you can find them in other podcasts. Um, <laughs> boring. Boring. Other podcasts are boring. Boring. What's, boring. Your, what's your least favourite podcast? I'll have to cut this out. <laughs> what's my least favourite podcast? <laughs> Bloody good question, that. I don't really listen to it enough to have a least favourite. <laughs> I don't have enough time in my day to listen to stuff that is that I don't like. Mm. And uh, let's hope you listeners do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's hoping that I'm I'm busier than the average person. Otherwise, we're pretty fucked. Look, guys, the key thing is so subscribe. Give us a five star review. I mean, this is five star content. <laughs> it's five stars. It's 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 ahead of its timeless. Yeah, in, yeah. In 2044, people will be doing this sort of shit. In 2044, people will be doing this sort of shit. We're laying the groundwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And if you do want more of it for money, (laughs) Patreon, you get loads of extra content, loads of other treats, and we're planning to do other cool stuff as well. Genuinely, thank you for listening. We're going to be back next Tuesday. Sorry, I almost burped there. Um, (laughs) Just what the podcast needed. And and just genuinely, thank you for listening. Uh, And now we're going to stop. And the next section is going to be Patreon only. And oh. usually, that's where we really go, go wild. Yeah. So, fuck knows what's going to I, mean, I don't know what's going to happen. We just eat our shoes or something. Um, <laughs> but we'll figure it out. Thank you for listening. Anything else you want to add, Johnny? Just for that, I think you summed up everything really well. Thanks, man. So well done. It's good to have you back in this crazy thing called life. Uh, I suppose all I can say is I've been Sean McLaughlin. I've been Johnny Pelham. And we truly have been Failing Better. A podcast from producerpaul.co.uk. Now let me just, I just need to send this email, you twerks. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 